Welcome to the Citizens Web 3 podcast. I'm your host, Brandon D'Artagnan. The art industry can be full of critiques and economic challenges and is often seen as a winner-takes-all reward structure. This can be said about the conventional well-known art world as well as the up-and-coming NFT art space. In this episode, I sit down with mixed media and NFT artist Rachel Raschino to discuss the emerging world of NFTs, mental health with artists, and ways to help out. Rachel is a top emerging mixed media artist. Her artwork has been showcased with the London Art Fair at the Saatchi Art Gallery based in Los Angeles. She's also a very savvy entrepreneur and near to the heart of this podcast, yeah, you guessed it, she's a Web3 enthusiast. Rachel and I discuss her take on mental health with artists as well as artists starting in the NFT space. She'll be providing sound advice and perspectives from someone who's actually living and working in the industry, as well as where she sees NFTs in the art world in the near future and in terms of ownership, sales, and marketing. Please join me in welcoming Rachel Raschino to the podcast today. All right, Rachel, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I'm really excited to talk about NFTs and how you got started, your journey, and some advice for the listeners. So thank you for coming on. Uh, thanks so much, Brendan, for inviting me. This is so exciting, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this interview. Me too. Thank you. Hey, just to dive right into it, really excited uh, to understand and get your point of view of you know your background for the listeners, first and foremost, so they understand who you are, where you came from. And then I've just got a few questions around the NFT space that we'll get into. But first, just let the listeners know who you are and a little bit about your background. Sure, great. So I'm uh, Rachel Rashkino, and I'm originally from Goa in India. And uh, I've been a flight attendant for like almost 11 years and uh, with Emirates and Etihad. And I've also been an artist and currently I'm a top emerging uh, mixed media artist. And uh, when I was uh, showcasing my work for the London Art Fair uh, with the Saatchi Art Gallery based in Los Angeles, one of the curators came up to me and said, Rachel, you're now becoming our top emerging artist. And how would you like to jump into the NFT space? And I was like, uh, you know, I was a bit anxious at first. I was like, isn't that dope? Isn't that like a whole scam? Yeah. You know? And and she was like, no, uh, you know, we're having a Visions of the Future auction, uh, which is going to be in September, by the way. And uh, she's like, I would like really like you to give some of your work up for uh, the coming auction. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I studied about NFTs and I just realized that this is actually a blessing in disguise uh, to the world. So uh, in terms of initially, I just thought I would have to struggle till I'm like 80 or 90 to turn into a blue chip artist like the rest of the world does. And, you know, Van Gogh, he became famous after he died, after like terrible amount of depression and, you know, the typical artist story, right? Sure. But the NFT world kind of showed me that you can become this blue chip artist while you're still living and while you're still young. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. Uh, I think of Van Gogh and I think of all these different artists that unfortunately became super famous after the fact. I even think of poetry. One of my favorite artists uh, in the poetry uh, landscape was Edgar Allan Poe. And 
his works didn't become super, you know, famous until after his death. And that's unfortunate. I think you and I have talked about this in the past that NFTs change that and it allows the artist to become, you know, that blue chip or maybe close to that blue chip through a medium, through a mechanism while they're still alive, while they're still creating. So that's huge. How do you feel about the idea that artists that are sort of getting into this space that are maybe scratching their head, they've, they've heard about the technology, maybe they've read about it and they're wondering how does this fit in to their next evolution as an artist? Like what advice would you give with your background uh, into this space? So I think the whole journey as an artist, whether you want to jump into NFT or not, is all about self-identity, finding out who you are. And, you know, when you get that sorted out, your personality comes onto your canvas in a very unique way. And being an artist is all about growth. Mm -hmm. So if you're not really ready to grow uh, and experience change and jump out of your comfort zone, you know, whether you choose to be in the NFT or not, either which ways you're just not going to progress in the business. So NFT, you know, just to, to get the mental block out of the way, even if you're not great in technology, you don't have to be great in, you know, computer science or anything. I know a lot of artists that are not doing web free in NFT. They're not doing like this fancy artificial intelligence art. They're sticking to their old ways of their old strokes or, you know, their contemporary style or surrealism or whatever it is that they do with acrylics and oil. But it's just that they're upping their marketing through NFT, mm. you know. So when you, you look at it in that way, it kind of removes the mental block about worrying that, oh, my God, I won't be able to handle the technology part of this whole NFT. This is just another way to market what you already know. Mm. Yeah, there's a, some good points in terms of marketing. The artists that I've interviewed in the past and or just, you know, the fortunate to be able to, to talk to during, you know, gallery expositions and things like that, they talk about mental health and, and not so much in the NFT space, but just as, a, you know, the pressures for an artist to perform or pressures for an artist to, to produce. Uh, can you kind of talk to the, the mental health component from your point of view? Yeah, you know, right now, to be honest, the world is getting worse with mental health in terms of PTSD and anxiety and depression and stress because of the lockdowns and the isolation. And actually, this is the best time to start art, even if you're not an artist, because scientifically proven, uh, just painting is supposed to be really therapeutic for your inner self. And, and what is art, really? Anybody can be an artist. You don't have to paint like Picasso, Van Gogh to prove a point. You just stick your hand in pain and stick it on a canvas. And that's your piece. That's your identity. Because, you know, art is more deeper than just beauty of perfection. It's so much of imperfectionism coming out onto canvas, you know, of your personal identity that a lot of people don't quite grasp because they're so scared about keeping up to the standards of what they see around them. Like, we got to be, you know, perfect version of what they think an artist is. But actually, an artist is just your self-identity coming out and, you know, into creation onto the canvas, whether it's a digital canvas or a physical canvas. I, I would encourage anyone who's going through anxiety or PTSD or depression thinking, how can they even make this happen? Is just to, like, put yourself out there exactly what you're feeling, you know, whether it's a positive or negative emotion onto your piece of work. 
and get it out there to the world. You never know who you could be touching through that piece. That's huge. Uh, I appreciate those uh, perspectives. I want to marry two of the things that you just, and combine two of the things that you just said. One is identity and the other one is that marketing component. And what I mean by that is, you know, the identity component being so important in not just in the web two space and, you know, in the marketing that we're in now, but in the web three, where the community is even more important that we have transparency with our identity. Uh, but from a marketing perspective, that transparency to that, that leads to that identity is, is huge. Uh, and what I, what I wanted to get your point of view is, you know, I see, and they'll have like some sort of handle, some sort of social media handle where they've got this cool name and then they try to get into NFTs and creating brand awareness. And now it's not really their real first name or something like that. And they're sort of going against the grain of trying to transition from this old social media handle name to the name that is their real birth name. Do you right. have any sort of take on that in terms of brand awareness and transparency? Yeah, uh, you know, Brendan, that is such a good question, actually. Thanks for that. It's uh, It sounds so simple, but it's just like such a deep question, actually. Uh, what I want to tell artists today is people are so fascinated when somebody makes it big in the art space, right? Hmm. So you hear Beeple, and then you hear Snoop Dogg, and you hear the Board Ape Club, and everyone's like, oh my God, now he's made millions. I got to do what he's doing, you yeah. know? So I, I want to sound like Board Ape. I'll, I'll be Board Rachel. Or, you know, I'll be, you know, uh, beeple-ish or something, you know, because he's made it big with that name. And and like I said, um, being in the art world is exactly like being like any entrepreneur. If you don't get your basics right of you don't know who you are, you can't survive in this in this world. So, you know, just be yourself. If you want to put a pseudo name, put a pseudo name that describes you best. If you want to put your own name, Put your own name because no one can be you in this world. And, you know, you are like a unique fingerprint. And whether you keep your name Beeple or Body Club or Rachel Rashtino, you can still make it. Because no one's going to make art like you, you know. So be yourself. And people are really attracted to someone when you are yourself. Uh, I love that. Thank you for putting it in perspective like that from an artist, right? That's not coming from a non-artist. That's coming from an artist that has been in the trenches and still in the trenches and, and making a name for itself. And I really appreciate that. One last question that I wanted to, to ask you uh, from your point of view as an artist in the NFT space, where do you right. see the future of NFTs in the art community? And this is, I'm not asking for like the crystal ball, but just your experience so far and kind of where you see it, maybe hope the space will lead to. So uh, the future of NFT basically depends on a whole bunch of uh, things is, you know, NFT, like I said earlier, is more than just art. It's an art investment. It's a marketing tool. And uh, there's a lot of fluctuations right now in the cryptocurrency market. This has been around. This is pretty much an invention that's only been around for a few years. So I would say while it's going strong, this is a great chance for artists to make it huge and to take advantage of this tool. To market themselves right mm -hmm. um, where it would lead in the future really depends on how the owners of cryptocurrency want to fluctuate this market because right now the market is fluctuating and not very well you know ethereum has just fallen and crashed so from what it was two years ago giving that into perspective it's also been a huge impact on climate change 
And I really love one thing about India, I would have to say, is that they came up with a polygon pain uh, market, you know, which has been great because, you know, it's a network that is gas-free and environmentally friendly. However, you know, it's not as strong as blockchain network, right? I mean, not as strong as a Bitcoin sure. blockchain network. Yeah, I know what you mean. So this is a very new invention to pretty much predict the future. But what advice I would give artists is while it's going strong, to please utilize it for as long as it's going to get your name out there. No, that's that's spot on. Thank you for sharing your points of view. Speaking of the, you know, the different types of blockchain networks, I think what you alluded to is the difference between POS and POW, which is proof of stake versus proof of work. And that's right. Bitcoin, Ethereum, which, you know, are the two top players. They've been around for a while. Uh, they're tried and true. Yeah. They're a proof of work, which is, you know, to some people's knowledge or not, it's, it's taxing on the environment where you talked about the polygon, which is more of a um, proof of stake, which is you know, gas-free or, or even some of their uh, subsidiaries, which is, you know, very low gas fees. It's it's better on the environment. Now, these are, these are the, the blockchains that I think we should be behind. Um, but to the defense of the Ethereums, they are moving to a proof of stake or a POS network. At the same time, I think that it's so new, this space, that That's right. I think the technology will advance and we'll start to see different players and different competition come up through this space. So I'm really excited to sort of see how that trans transpires. Yes, very exciting. Okay, uh, I think we're coming up to the top of this session. Uh, Rachel, where can listeners find you? So I'm available on Twitter under Boho Art Runway. And I'm available on Instagram, which is more of my content creating than my art. You can get to know about, more about me. You can get to know more about what I do. Some free recipes on Instagram just for fun. Yeah, Boho Art Runway again there. I'm out of space Lucy, all right, in my NIFT galleries, which I'm also available on OpenSea. I'll send in all the links into the message for you okay. to uh, grab it. And I've given out some free giveaways, which is also pretty exciting. Nice. I'll send in the link for that as well. Perfect. Thanks for that. Yeah, we'll make sure that we put all those links. We'll put all those links down in uh, the description below. And Rachel, again, thank you so much for your time and look forward to maybe having you on the show again. Yeah, thank you, Brendan. It's been fun and I can't wait to see the kind of art you do. Right, yeah. Thanks. Bye now. Bye. That's a wrap, folks. Thanks for tuning in to today's session. Don't forget to follow the show and our guest speakers on the socials listed in the comments below. See you next time.